Welcome to the Immigrant Doctor Podcast, a podcast for financially focused immigrant physicians and other medical professionals looking to learn investing in the U.S. market and achieving financial freedom. Join Avishkar, the Immigrant Doctor, as he talks to high achievers and go-getters who unravel their journeys, hardships, and successes, helping you to get your financial freedom. To learn more, go to theimmigrantdoctor.com. When you were just starting out, what was your biggest challenge that you faced? Um, when So let, let me rephrase this. When you started out, what was your biggest challenge uh, joining Veena's team and how has it changed as you've made it into your team? That's a good question. So I would say the biggest challenge I initially faced was just a lack of knowledge on this industry specifically. Um, I knew I had the business acumen to be successful, but there's a lot of terminology and things to learn about multifamily that if you walk in with no prior, even real estate experience, um, it can be very daunting to learn all this terminology and make sure that you are up to speed on um, like SEC requirements. But this is why we have team, right? Um, you don't actually have to know those things. And so that was a learning opportunity for me was I took on way too much in the beginning trying to learn every little piece of multifamily. And now I'm happy to say I don't know everything about multifamily because I have a really strong team behind us. We have an SEC attorney. I don't need to know the SEC regulations. I just need to follow what he tells me because he knows them and he keeps up to date on them. Um, Vina is the visionary. I don't need to know what like the grand plan 10 steps down the road is. I just need to be able to integrate it. Um, so it's kind of taking people from your team and using their strengths and then being like, it's okay not to know. It is totally fine not to know. Um, you just need to rely on the people that do. Now, moving into our own partnership, um, that is something that we absolutely take forward uh, with us. We have a strong team. We outsource a lot of things um, because we know that our value is in the things that we're good at and we can try to build up our skills on the things that maybe we're not so great at in our own time. But when we are pushing forward in a growth period for our company, we need to be able to rely on the skills of people who know what they're talking about. That's amazing. Um, but uh, Priya, how did you change your mindset about, um, you know, being that being Priya, uh, sorry, that being Venus team and you joining her team, versus now it becoming yours and Vina's team together. Like, I'm sure there must have been a mindset mm -hmm. shift because, uh, you know, Vina pulled you into this, right? Yes. And initially it must have been that, oh, this is Vina's venture that I'm getting into. I'm excited about it. But at the end of the day, it's not my venture. How did you change that to now this being both of yours venture? That's a great question. Um, I think that I'm definitely still working on it. It's not always, I don't always feel like that, honestly. And it's not anything that Vina's done. She's always been, we are equal partners. Um, but it's like a person, a personality thing, a personal um, insecurity I have, very honestly. So in order to work on that, I have decided to take on a more active role in my own personal growth, um, whether that means putting myself out there more, being more involved in the community, meeting more people from the community, um, and actually just getting to spend time with people and seeing that I have worthwhile 
ideas and opinions and people are interested in hearing what I have to say, that has been very helpful for me. Um, you know, even you having me on a podcast, oh, wow, someone actually wants to hear what I have to say. That's that's amazing. I do have something valuable to contribute to this team. Um, I also have a wonderful team around me that tells me these things all the time. We're constantly building each other each other up because that is how you feel fulfilled in a role in a company. I feel like if I get if I am told I'm appreciated or I'm doing a great job or whatever it is, um, I feel good about myself and I want to do more of that, right? It's like that positive um, reinforcement. So I try to give that to our employees as much as possible so they can also feel that. And in turn, they give it to me too. So I think that surrounding yourself with the right people that are positive and also taking chances and putting yourself in a little bit of an uncomfortable situation is going to be the best way to navigate that. And how how do you how do you translate it to your staff? Because you know, obviously, Veena is the face of the company, right? How do yes. you how do you translate this value or this position or this you know that important position that you hold as an equal partner to Veena? How does that translate to your staff, wherein they're not going behind you and talking to Veena um, and saying, well, you know, or considering that you're because you know she's like everywhere, so they're considering her as more important than you, where it's actually probably the opposite. <laughs> well, I won't say more important or less important, but um, we have very clearly defined boundaries and um, roles and within our company, and we write those out, and they're in our SOPs. People know when they're reading through the SOPs when they're first onboarded. I'm the point of contact for almost everything. 99 times out of 100, they're going to ask me first um, before going to Vina because I have made that boundary clear and she has reinforced it too. So if they're coming to her with something that she knows isn't for her, um, she will say, did you ask Priya? And if they say no, she'll be like, okay, well, I'm not talking about it until you talk to her. And we set very, very strict guidelines about that. Um, but I will say as we've continued on, you know, Vina's very busy. She's traveling all the time. She being the face of a company is exhausting, I'm sure. So, you know, it's just, kind of natural that I'm the main one on our team huddles, leading the team huddles every week um, or twice a week, actually, or um, I'm the one responding to quick emails or Slack messages when um, someone has a question. So it's almost like it falls naturally into place after those initial boundaries are set. People kind of understand the workflow and that they're not going to get a quick answer from Vina anytime soon. So if they want a quick answer, they're going to come to me because I'm more available for those things. Got it. Okay. Interesting. How do, how do you decide who to hire though for your team? How, how does that process go? I will tell you, um, hiring is one of my least favorite things right below firing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, hiring people is such a daunting task. You want to find someone who one has the skill set that you can't train. Um, that has been something that we hire for specifically. We need those soft skills in place because I can train you on how to do our CRM software. I can train you on how to, um, how to do our calendars or whatever it is, the investor, talk to the investors, present our OM, any of those things I can train. I cannot train you on how to manage like investor questions with the white glove service that we're trying to provide. I can't train you 
on um, how to know how to prioritize things when there's a million things happening during a raise. There's like these soft skills that people just inherently have or they don't. Um, and we are always hiring with the intention that these people will eventually be running this company. So if we don't see the long-term growth potential, it's just not going to happen. Um, I want and Vino wants at the end of this to be able to hand this to someone the next in line, if you will, and know that this company and the investors that come with it are going to be well taken care of. So when we're hiring, we are always going to first hire um, with soft skills in mind and with the growth in mind. Now, do we always get it right? Nope. It's, I don't think it's a hundred percent foolproof to ever hire anyone. Right. Um, but I believe that it was Pace Morby that said, um, promote fast, fire faster. So we are trying, we try to train as much as possible, but at some point we do reevaluate and we decide is, is this the right fit? And if it's not, it's not. And we can both walk away happy, you know, just no hard feelings and, and move, move on from that point. Um, but yeah, hiring is definitely difficult and we try not to do it as much as possible unless we truly need it. Um, which is why I, I hate firing people too, because then it creates this opening that we have to hire for. (laughs) Um, so, you know, uh, Priya, once you've hired somebody, like you mentioned, obviously it may not be, that person may not be a perfect fit for your company. What systems do you have in place to kind of figure out early enough that it's time to fire that person or that person is not a good fit for you? Sure. Um, I think we'll all start with really clear processes that are written down um, and constantly updated. So we have our SOPs for literally everything. Any task that gets done, we write an SOP for it. Um, And then we continuously update those. So as we hire people onto roles, they have clear guidelines of what is expected from them, what their deadlines are for those, um, where they can find what they need to be successful. We hands-on train for a solid two weeks of one-on-one training, and we make sure that they have the building blocks to be successful first and foremost. Uh, we, Unfortunately, for the last two people we hired, um, we ended up getting deals like the day after they signed their paperwork. So they kind of got thrown into the fire um, of a raise. Uh, we... You know, the way that multifamily works is when you're in the middle of a deal and you're raising for like eight weeks, it is run, run, run. We're sprinting 100 miles an hour um, and there's just no time for anything else. Once those eight weeks are over, we kind of turn internally and start working on the company as a whole. And so we try to hire during those downtimes. It has just worked out that unfortunately for the people that we hired we just get right into these um these sprint modes and kind of just throw them in to learn how to swim (laughs) um so yeah so they're learning on the job a lot of the times and what we like to do is we like to take a very hands-on approach to management and not micromanaging so we are going to trust you you're doing your job but it doesn't mean that i'm not going to double check your work and we're going to do training as needed um For anything that's not egregious, right? So let's say, you know, there's a calendar management. Let's talk about an admin role. There's a calendar management issue. We actually do have a sit down and we talk about what the goal is 
that we're trying to achieve because the why behind something is just as important as how to do it. Um, because then if decisions need to be made and Vina and I aren't available, they will know what our mindset is moving forward in order to make a, an executive decision on our behalf. So we let them know the why and then we readjust and we're constantly asking, what do you need to do your job better? Even when nothing is going wrong, we are checking in with our team to make sure that they have all the tools they need in order to make their lives as easy as possible. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Immigrant Doctor Podcast. If you would like to learn more, head to www.theimmigrantdoctor.com. See you again soon on another episode and another amazing journey.